blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 we Matanya, Jackie. And welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. <laughs> I've been practicing saying Ho Yeah uh, in the mirror all day today, and it <laughs> just all manner of Ho Yeah, just like Ho Yeah to <laughs> Ho Yes. On a very special Ho Yeah. Anyway, this is our first episode of Ho Yeah, a podcast about King of the Hill. That's right. And our love of it and appreciation. And Absolutely. yes. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it, Jackie. We so kind of how it started, this little ditty of a podcast. I have recently basically all I do is watch King of the Hill when I get home uh from work, as you do. I've just been kind of obsessed with it and I've been I joined a bunch of like Facebook groups and like all these memes that were all over the place. And I was loving them and I kept posting them to my Instagram and I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make a podcast about this because I like to talk and I like to make people listen to me about the things that I enjoy. So I posted about it on Instagram and Jackie said, I want to be a guest. And I was like, you're doing it with me. And that's how it started. The, our beautiful beginnings of our podcast. I have noticed that you have changed your profile picture on Instagram like two or three <laughs> times. And every single time it's just a still from King of the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So the first one was, you know, Bobby doing the the horns, <laughs> Tom Landry middle school rules while he's frowning. And then I had Lady Bird Hill uh, for just a little picture of her. And I think the most recent one is Hank when he's at the uh, magician. Yeah. <laughs> and he's annoyed and he's just got a beer in front of him and he looks just like super like unhappy and displeased. Yeah, that's your profile picture. It just it's a picture of Hank Hill and he just looks upset. <laughs> uh, speaking of Hank Hill upset, this this episode we're about to talk about, he get, he's pretty angry in it. And he should be because he's accused of child abuse. But what I like about this episode is that it's the pilot episode and the name of the episode is Pilot. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, should I just give the synopsis? Yeah, yeah. So definitely, like, give us a. I think we're, what we're going to do is, like, we'll take turns on, you know, each episode. We're going to give the breakdown, little quickie breakdown of each episode. So this time, Jackie's uh, kicking it off. We're going to take turns, like, civilized yeah. people. So, yeah. The original air date for this episode was January 12th, 1997, over 20 mm. years ago. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh my, ho, oh my. Um, and this synopsis, uh, I'm sure anyone will be able to tell that I copied and pasted from Wikipedia. So I'll just get right into it. Straight-laced propane salesman and family man, Hank Hill, is accused of beating his son, Bobby, after Bobby gets a black eye from getting hit in the face with a baseball during a Little League game. And rumors spread that Hank beat up a teenage Megalomart employee, Megalomart employee uh, which we later find out uh, is Buckley, right? Buckley. Yeah. Buckley. 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 <laughs> um, meanwhile, Hank's friends, conspiracy nut Dale Gribble, down and out army barber Bill Dotrieve, 
and fast-talking womanizer Jeff Boomhauer, <laughs> which I did not know his first name was Jeff, yeah. try to fix Hank's truck while Luann Platter, Hank's niece, moves in with the Hills after her parents get sent to jail over a domestic disturbance. And there you have it. Mama stabbed daddy with a fork. <laughs> 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 oh, Brittany Murphy. Oh. So, like, okay, if I was not familiar with king of the hill that synopsis is fucking dark yeah it's (laughs) (laughs) this guy is accused of child abuse his niece has to move in because her mom uh and dad got into a domestic violence uh dispute mama stabbed daddy with a fork you know we've got this womanizing man this depressed depressed barber (laughs) and then fucking dale and then we got dale (laughs) so god if you didn't know it would sound like the saddest show but it's just so funny it's It's so good what i like about it it was like what's how do we introduce this character in the first episode the pilot episode of this show how do we introduce this person oh it'll be through a series of interviews with a social worker and flashbacks (laughs) and it's like kind of brilliant because we just get to meet every single person as they're interviewed by this social worker as he grills them trying to find out what a monster Hank Hill is. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just done really well. Okay, Jackie, do you know if there's a difference between a pilot episode and the first episode? Did the pilot Does the pilot episode actually get aired? Or is that just a, like a, hey, network, take my show. Here it is. I'm, Look at it. Such an interesting question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> but if I I love honesty. I guess I always assumed that the pilot episode was just one that they made like I don't know, some network was just like show me what you got and they make like yeah. one episode and if it if it's good then you make the rest. That's what I think too. However, I also have no idea. So we'll clear mind. that up. Yeah, we'll clear that up in the next show. Sure. So we'll let you know. Yeah. Stay tuned and we will tell you <laughs> the difference between a pilot episode and a first episode. Yeah. Don't Google it because we will tell you in about a week or two. Yeah, you have to wait. <laughs> From each episode, we're going to talk about definitely our favorite line because there's always a gold line that somebody says and not everybody has the same opinion on which is the best one. So... Jackie, do you have a favorite line from that episode? Such a complicated question, Amy, because this episode has so many classic lines just packed into it being the first episode. You've got your classic, yep, 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 mm hmm. You've got your. Which is the first thing anybody says. The first thing anybody says. You've got your, that boy ain't right. Yeah. Hank talking about uh, Bobby. And then uh, when Hank is talking to the social worker, he, you know, gets in, um, you know, what he does for a living. I provide the people right. of this community with propane and propane accessories, which is, <laughs> that's not a good impression, but that's what he says. And it's just a lot of like real classic King of the Hill lines. Mm-hmm. So I was really making note of those. Oh, first mention of Her- uh, Hank's narrow urethra. Yes. Um, but <laughs> those were just the ones that stood out to me. Were there any that popped out to you? I mean, you know, I'm all about the uh, toilet humor. So with that said, when Hank listens to Bobby's uh, little recording of like prank phone calls, and it's just somebody making fart noises, and he says, mother of God, it's all toilet sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic you know, know. and like the draw like the animation in this is like you know so different from what it turns out to be 
but really, mainly, in my opinion, only for Hank. He looks so fucking odd. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a really strange looking man. But that part where he says he's listening to it and he like turns bright red, like he gets embarrassed. Like, I just love that little touch that they like make him turn red from embarrassment. He turns red so many times in this episode, I noticed. Like, there's one yes. point where. The social worker is interviewing him and Peggy and, and what is it? Oh, damn it. I can't. Anyway, there's a lot of red face in this, a lot of Hank yeah. getting embarrassed and angry and upset. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, also I thought it was interesting. Like the first person who actually has an actual line is Bill. He's the first one to say anything in the episode. So in all of King of the Hill, besides the, yep, yep. Mm-hmm, you know, that one, he says something about, you know, Hank's truck about how it's all, something's wrong with it and i thought oh that's nice bill has the first the first line that is interesting and I, something i noticed in the first few episodes of the first season is bill is a pretty solid person he's just kind of like hank's right. calm maybe more rational friend i don't know if you noticed and then maybe around episode four or five he just starts to get real sad <laughs> and then he just becomes the bill that we we know and pity but um <laughs> the first absolutely pity is absolutely yeah. right but yeah he's he seems like he could have gone in a completely different direction right well you know and i and i noticed that in some of the later seasons and episodes i know we're supposed to be talking about the pilot episode but it's the beginning of it all you know but when you watch like the first season after watching all the other ones you just kind of see oh this is like the basic level of these characters like this is the baseline before they kind of go into their own direction and the writers take it, like make the character, you know, Peggy's very calm and sweet and, you know, like a very down to earth woman and not nearly the level that she is in later seasons. By the way, this is a pro Peggy podcast. Okay. Um, pro Peggy. Okay. So pro Peggy. Peggy. All right. So everyone that has a problem with Peggy, stick it up your butt. <laughs> I mean, come on. The podcast name is Hoya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, so that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that should tell you guys. But anyway, Peggy's like very chill. Dale is a little bit, you know, conspiracy, a little dumb, but whatever. He's not as nuts as he comes to be. Boomhauer actually in the beginning seasons, he talks, <laughs> I'm doing quotes, talks a lot more than in the later seasons. Is that right? He becomes, yeah, he becomes much more silent in the later seasons. Anywho, it's just a really great first episode, pilot episode. We don't know if it's the first episode, but it's a really good one. You know, I I love the Seinfeld reference. Oh, I know, right? So 1997. It really places I know. us there. I know. And just a Seinfeld reference. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a cartoon, in a fake city. They're talking about Seinfeld. Yeah, well- <laughs> It is technically it is a fake city, but it is it's based on a real city, Garland, Texas. Is that right? Right, right. Instead of Arlen. Yeah. I know that it's I, I know that it's based off of a yeah, I know that it's based off of a real city, but I can't remember the name of it. But I know that like Fox got gave them a, a drawing, a big drawing for them with a plaque, like, you know, this is what Mike Judge based Arlen off of. So then it settled. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I do something I read and I don't want to jump ahead either. Um, but something I read that I thought was interesting was that um, in later seasons, in the earlier seasons, a lot of the plots are just pretty basic and 
I'm not in the industry and I don't know the terminology, but you know, it was, <laughs> it was more set up like there each episode, there's a problem it's solved. The episode ends. Whereas in later seasons, there were more arcs across seasons where you followed, mm. you know, each character on a journey. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that the network, <laughs> an industry term again, um, the <laughs> network was kind of anti that because it would have made it difficult to put the uh, show in syndication later on, I guess, because then you can't, you kind Mm. of have to keep them in order. So I'm interested to see how the characters develop and how that evolution kind of affects how much we see each character. Maybe... Maybe that yeah. can partially explain why we don't see so much Boomhauer. Yeah. Hey, good point. I mean, because I mean, he has a couple of stories in the later season, but not much. And his are usually resolved pretty quickly. I guess there's just not a whole lot of dialogue you can write for that guy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You can only say dang so many times. I know. Dang all. I made it too fast. I've been trying to transcribe what he says, and a lot of it's pretty funny, but it's uh, it's hard to catch. <laughs> I know. I've been, honestly, I kind of been like thinking in Boomhauer speak, so I'll just be like, man, dang all. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> he just straight up sounds like a banjo. Everything he says is just like. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to let that slip into what you're, how you sound every day. Ugh. Oh man, that's gonna be. Now I'm only gonna think of a banjo <laughs> yeah, when I hear right. him. <laughs> if you listen, you'll hear it. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> No wonder why he's so good at the banjo. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, oh, we have a um we have a little segment that we like to call Ladybird Sightings. So, Ladybird Hill is Hank's 13-year-old Georgia Blue Bloodhound, full uh what's it called? Pure blood. Pure blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like the Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> she is a blood. She ain't no muggle dog. <laughs> She's no mud blood. Pure breed. <laughs> She's a purebred bloodhound. I think it's Georgia Blue. I can't remember. I don't know if that means anything. Maybe I made it up. Because some episodes we don't see her at all. So it's nice to nice to always get a little ladybird sighting in. There's the very short part where Hank is running out after the, the caseworker. And Ladybird comes barking after him and ready to defend her master, Hank. So it's always nice to see. But they don't mention her at all in the first episode. You know, she's just yeah, there. She's, briefly. I, um, I noted that the first ladybird sighting of the series for those of you paying attention was around <laughs> minute 14 and 30 seconds so wow you even had that well i'm unemployed so <laughs> <laughs> god forbid if you get a job the quality of this podcast is gonna tank do it for the podcast stay unemployed <laughs> jackie you. I'll do it for the podcast. You're still in like, you're still in like your master's class mindset, like writing down the time <laughs> and like everything super detailed. I opened a and- Google Doc. Okay. So <laughs> I'm still very much in student mode. <laughs> Pretty much have like a thesis for each episode. Yes, but I also uh, am, you know, have been very high when I watched these. So yeah, well, naturally, I mean, duh. I'm usually drunk, so that's why it's like all just gobbledygook when I'm trying to I read know. what I wrote. I'm like, what the fuck is Maybe that? Maybe Boomhauer actually <laughs> speaks perfect English, and we're just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're all just too yeah. fucked up to notice. 
something else that we see, uh, a theme that kind of goes away in the later seasons. But, you know, Luann was, she's really good yes. with cars. And she's, she's, she's an idiot, but she's really good with cars. And she, in fact, fixes Hank's car. And they really right. squeeze that in. Like, just, that's what, that's what everyone's talking about. Like, all of Hank, Bill, J- Jeff Boomhauer, and Dale. Old <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> we'll just call him Jeffrey They're from now on. They're <laughs> all trying to figure out what's wrong with Hank's car and why it won't start. And then real quick later on in the episode, Luann's just like, oh, I borrowed your car. Uh, it wouldn't start at first. It was this thing. So anyway, that's it. Yeah. I fixed it. Right. And uh, you see that a few more times in the first season, but then it, it doesn't know if it comes up again. I can't remember any instance that it does. I'm sure like with our rewatch, we'll we'll see them. But yeah, it definitely goes away. You know, kind of focuses more on her beauty school thing, which she's terrible at. at. And like, that lady is so mean to her awful. that runs the beauty school. That woman is a fucking see you next yes. Tuesday. Okay. okay? There's this no is, need. This is beauty yeah. school. <laughs> this is, oh my In one God. episode later on, yeah, there's no, like a so history mean. class about hair dye. And of course, Luann is like, she doesn't know anything. What? But like, why would you? Right. I don't know. This lady is so mean. I, <laughs> no. I just watched the episode today where <sighs> Luann's mom comes up and then I don't know she's supposed to like meet her at the beauty school and then she doesn't show up but this lady is just like where's your mom I thought she was supposed to be here like you're like taunting this woman about like her like ill (laughs) about her neglectful neglectful mother mother. like why doesn't she just I know become a mechanic or an auto technician I know seriously Seriously, because she's she's great at it. So I know that that's something that I think it's kind it's like oh it's kind of cool because like this it's this woman character who's you know, kind of picked on because she's dumb. She's just kind of dumb. She's, you know, super hillbilly, but she's got this talent. And then all of a sudden it just goes I away. Know. I wish they, <laughs> but she's like going to beauty school because that's more like acceptable for a woman, yeah. right? You know, it's more acceptable from somebody who lives in a trailer as opposed to being a mechanic. It's probably easier to digest or whatever. Right. I know. So that one, yeah, I did notice. I was like, oh man, first episode, they they pull out the Luann's really good with yeah. cars. She and knows what she's doing. And I mean, in the in the opening, um, you know, the the opening credit scene. We can't get the rights to that, so we're just gonna <laughs> sing it for each episode. So that's how we're gonna open every episode. We're gonna do the whole thirty second long. If anyone, intro. if anyone wants is listen, if anyone is out there, and if anyone is listening, and they want to just record their own version, we could just do a different version every episode of some random person doing it. That's. How about Hilarious. that? Hilarious. Okay. I love that. Oh my God. Please send it to us. We have an Instagram. Oh yeah, pod. I don't know how you would send it to us. I guess we got to get an email. Oh, I think we have an email. Yeah. It's ho yeah pod at gmail.com. Yeah. You're right. We I'll- challenge you. All you ho, ho, ho heads. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like that. Anyway, <laughs> if you feel, if you're so inclined, go ahead and record an acapella version or some synth slightly non-copyrighted yeah. version <laughs> right, right. something that won't yeah. get us sued because as you heard jackie's unemployed and i'm really bad with money so they they will yeah. go bankrupt <laughs> they can have my piece of shit car but i mean it's yeah. not worth much i don't even know what i was talking about oh in the beginning of the okay so <laughs> in the opening credit luann is fixing a tire on a in, on the car like sh- she's quickly changing the tire with, I never even with noticed Peggy. that damn it yeah 
Yeah. And also I do love that the opening credit scene, it's it it's never changed throughout the entire thirteen seasons. I think they updated the art, you know, like they okay. We can't keep it, it looking like when it was squiggly. in the first season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Slightly less squiggly lines. It stays the same. Like even Buckley is still in the opening right. credit because like Luan gets yeah. on his motorcycle. And even after, spoiler alert, everyone, he gets blown up. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> they still keep him in there. I know. That's a that's like one of the best. Those two oh episodes are so good. The one where he comes back as an angel. So anyway, good. Of course, we get introduced to, you know, all the main characters – Something that always kind of stood out to me, the way I organized the episodes, the series in my mind, one of the overarching ways I organized it in my mind was there are episodes where Joseph is pre-pubescent and there are episodes where Joseph Mm -hmm. is post or just pubescent. (laughs) (laughs) Post-pubescent. They are very distinct because he is very different. Yeah. He literally shows up yes. one episode and he's like 10 feet taller and disgusting. <laughs> disgusting with the worst voice in the in world. A, oh. Interesting fact, Brittany Murphy did his voice when he was prepubescent. That's Brittany Murphy doing his voice, Joseph's voice. Yes. Which she got. Can we just RIP real quick for her? Because so talented, you know, I mean, the Luann, the, that voice acting is incredible. Yes. There are She's so, many- so good. So many quotes that I love so much that come from Luann that I cannot wait to get to in later episodes. I just want to say them all now, and I'm really fighting the earth. I don't want to do that, but R.I.P. R.I.P. Seriously. Such a tragedy. Uh, Just such a tragedy. Like, a, a really awful way. Like, she had pneumonia, and it was, like, complications from her medication. You know, I know people... Yeah, people thought she, like, overdosed, or I think they thought that she had, uh, like... a. You know, she had an eating disorder and that's what kind of led to it. But no, it was, she had a really bad case of pneumonia that was caused from some sort of mold and she waited a little too long to get medication. And then it had progressed so far that when she did start taking medications, it, you know, it like caused respiratory distress and everything. And the weird thing is that Brittany Murphy's husband died yes. several months later from the well, same I mean, exact thing. Why didn't he move out of that house? I hope they tore that house down. <laughs> what the hell? No shit. What was in there? Was cotton putting in a asbestos? I mean, my like, God. Was- what the hell? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, I know. I knew it was pneumonia, Awful. but I, I always wondered, like, what, you know, could it just be? Pneumonia is crazy. Everyone, take, take care of yourself. Yeah, seriously. If you're hacking up a lung, almost literally, please go to the doctor. I know healthcare is awful in America. I know. But just, oh, just go get you some antibiotics at you least. Have to. Or, and especially now, like, you think it's hard to breathe now? Well, the Amazon is on fire. So now it's, like, doubly hard, okay? Right. So. Exactly. Ugh. R.I.P. Amazon. Depressing. And we mean the Amazon for us, not Amazon, the website. Don't worry. You're still going to yeah, get your shit Yeah, it's doing great. Don't worry, Don't guys. Worry. The Amazon is doing great, that. but the Amazon is not doing great. I wonder if, like, Amazon's stock prices fell drastically when it was like, Amazon's <laughs> on fire. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. This might be a little, like premature we thought it might be fun to just highlight any guest stars in each episode um and it being the pilot there's you know nothing super dazzling but no it was noted that there is one guest star who plays the case manager by the name of the actor is uh named gaylard sartain and you might know him (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah, Gaylord. I know that guy. I love him. Sartain, yeah, Mr. Sartain. Sartain. Classic. You might know him. Um he was in <laughs> he played Jerry in The Outsider, so that's a pretty big credit. He played oh, someone named okay. named Ed Couch in Fried Green Tomatoes, which I love that movie. He was uh, it's, I've never seen it. It's good. I don't I mean, I haven't seen it probably since 1997, so I don't know how it holds up, but um <laughs> Wow, Gaylord had a he busy sure 1997, did. huh? On top of the world. <laughs> His star was rising. Um, he was in several Ernest movies. Uh, Ernest, like oh, Ernest, Ernest goes to camp. And Ernest oh, and what, oh, oh, you know, right, whatever right, right. else he does. It's uh, Ernest goes to Halloween. I don't know. And then um his last IMDb credit for acting is in the movie Elizabethtown, which I have not seen, starring yeah. Nobody saw <laughs> Starring, that. Starring, uh, what's her face? Uh, Kirsten Dunst? Is she in that? Someone blonde is in it. Sure. Let's just yeah, say. Sure. Starring Kirsten Dunst. So good for him. Oh, I think it is Kirsten Dunst. Was that his downfall? Is that why we haven't seen Gaylord? <laughs> yeah. In recent. Elizabeth Town <laughs> brought him down. <laughs> Damn you, Kirsten Dunst! <laughs> Our shining You've done it again. star, Gaylord Sartain. <laughs> you took him from us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I I totally forgot to look up if there was any um, guest stars. So I'm glad that you had oh, that amazing. Couldn't miss Gaylord. information. Couldn't miss him. <laughs> he needs all the credit oh, yeah. he can possibly get. I recognize now. that voice nowhere. <laughs> wow, you're so good with this. Like you really prepared. Well, I have I'm a so impressed. Degree. And I'm unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> It shows. <laughs> oh, I think it's a, a, where the, where they're hating on the on Gaylord, and they call <laughs> yeah. him Twig Boy all the time. Like, and he's and he doesn't understand like how things are done in Texas because he's from LA. Oh, why don't you go back to Hollywood, Gaylord? <laughs> I love it. They're like, well, you don't know how things are done in Texas. Around here, we hit our I know. kids with bats. I love how. Okay, so I guess we never totally got into how we got into the show oh no we did did. it yeah we went off the rails Um, (laughs) but (laughs) when this show first came out i remember i mean it was 1997 i'm sure i was busy doing spice girl stuff (laughs) definitely definitely but um i didn't really get into it until a few years later but i remember initially people saying like oh i don't like this show because it's like because it's like you know for conservative people or you know it's it's too like redneck and Mm -hmm. i was always struck by that because i you're just basically admitting that you don't get that this is satire it's like kind of gently poking fun at this the idea of like a conservative like kind of sheltered texan southern man but i also but it's like done in a way that these characters are so charming and so likable um yes and then i also yeah i really like how they represent kind of more liberal maybe emotional or hippie types of people where they're just you know they have their faults Mm -hmm. too and i i really like how goofy they make those characters look I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so for me, I mean, 1997. <laughs> That's when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> no, 20 years ago. So I was probably about, I was, what, I was 11. And um, I mean, I was an immature kid, so I didn't fucking watch King of the Hill. I would have never, I was still watching like Barney until I was in third grade, just secretly, because everyone's like, Barney sucks. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. I know I'm all sorry, the songs. Barney. 
I love it. I know. (laughs) I started watching it when it was on Adult Swim. Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. Like they would play it before, I think, like Family Guy or American Dad, which is what I was waiting to watch. But I, you know, I'd start watching it. And I, at first, I just, at first, I didn't get it. I was like, what, what is this? And then I realized, I realized, <laughs> oh, it's satire. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, this is fucking hilarious. So then I started watching it specifically for that. But, you know, with syndication, they play the same five episodes over and over and over again. And finally, like several years ago, Netflix had it on their streaming, you know, available for streaming. And I just watched it all the way through multiple times. And then one day it was gone. And it was like, I I remember like, I went, I was typing (laughs) King of the Hill and it was some documentary that popped up and something else. And I was just like, no. So like, I went to like watch cartoon online and got like a million viruses on my computer trying to watch it. Yes. Yeah. I got like 800 fucking viruses from trying to watch King of the Hill. It's not, (laughs) it wasn't porn. I promise. I know. So, you know, finally, I, you know, I had to, I had to let it go for a little while. And then I saw that it was on Hulu and I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, we're back at it. We're getting back into this. But, you know, so I'm even older now, so I understand even more of like the subtle jokes and like what they're making fun of. And it's still very relevant, even though it's a show that started 20 years ago. I mean, it lasted for a long time, so it went in through to the, the 2000s. But even still, you know, 2005 compared to 2015, vastly different in terms of like social awareness and issues but it was it's still definitely relevant so and within the last three months i've just become even more obsessed with it like to the point that i've now created a podcast i went to to rewatch the first episode (laughs) two days ago and i'm like on season three now oh you just can't stop i have to say i started i guess going back to what i said earlier like oh people just didn't get that it was satire i mean like that's that's a little bit hard because you know what? I didn't. You're Guess right. What I didn't either. Okay, and you know what? You know what? <laughs> also, you're. I feel like Ouch. the nation was just coming fresh off the heels of Beavis and Butthead, which was a lot less subtle. Mm. And you know, you're, you're going <laughs> from that. I just rewatched Beavis and Butthead Do America, which is hilarious. Hilarious. Mm. I love it. I yeah. I want to rewatch it again. I kind of want to watch. I don't know that I'll rewatch the show actually, but the movie was really funny, but it is just like so crazy and extreme and and it is very different from King of the Hill. And so I feel like if you're coming off of that, expecting that intensity, then it it would seem, it it might be like, it might take a minute to get the humor in King of the Hill to pick up on it. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was never really a, I was never a Beavis and Butthead fan because again, I was extremely immature but not like immature like because i mean i'm immature humor wise like i love poop <laughs> yeah. jokes clearly i mean my favorite i like obviously i love a poop like, joke listen, I, i'm immature <laughs> like, like yeah. look i love no one poop, doubts that but the thing is <laughs> I'm just kidding. No one, if anybody knows me they know that i love poop my point is is that like i just didn't i would not i, I wouldn't have even really gotten Beavis and Butthead, you know, and I actually wanted to ask you that. So I was curious, like, you know, were you a Beavis and Butthead fan? Because Mike Judge also, that was before he did King, well, uh, I, King of the Hill. I think I was, I mean, 
I know I'm like two years older than you, Amy, but that's not that much older. And I was also just a little bit, no. (laughs) I was also just a little bit too young for Beavis and Butthead, but I did watch the movie, I think, around the time it came out, Beavis and Butthead Do America, but that was because my dad was really into it. Otherwise, I was just like super nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Not... I I didn't have MTV when I was growing up. (laughs) Didn't have it. Oh no, me neither. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, right. My my broke ass parents paying for me to watch MTV and watch. Yeah, right. Their bottoms. 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 No. (laughs) Yes. And their breasts. (laughs) No, they would never allow such things. Which is why I was watching Barney until I was fucking like nine years old. (laughs) Barney's pretty cool. Barney's pretty cool. I feel like that just came off a little judgmental earlier when I was just like, people don't get that it's satire. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's true. People didn't, like, I didn't get it. A lot of people didn't get it. They just didn't understand that it was satire. But thank God, eventually, like, a good amount of people did because yeah. it lasted for so long that, you know, obviously it was very popular. I'm glad Fox picked it up. I'm glad they liked it because thank you. As much as Fox sucks dick now, I am very <laughs> pleased yes, that they the had King of the Hill. one good thing they've done. Well, anyway, so this has been our first um, episode, our first episode of Hoya Podcast. So if you want to, we have the Hoya Challenge out there. If you want to record yourself singing a, again, non-copyrighted version of the intro song to uh, King of the Hill, you can record that and send that to hoyapod at gmail.com. That's H-O-Y-E-A-H-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can follow us. We have an Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at HoYeahPod, H-O-Y-E-A-H-P-O-D. Let us know. Subscribe. Let us know what you think. Subscribe. Like. Like. We welcome all feedback, as long as it's positive. Yeah. uh, mm, No, I don't appreciate all feedback. Edit yourself. Edit yourself. You have to be nice to me because I'll cry. an adult, okay? (laughs) Presumably. If you're a child, I'm sorry for my profanity, but you know, whatever, get over it. That's life. Yeah. So I really enjoyed this. I'm super excited to get into the next episode. The We're going to call it the first episode because this one's the pilot. It's not the first episode. I believe the first episode is called oh, Peg Leg. Yes. That's the next, very next one. Mm-hmm. Um, square Peg. So, square Peg. That's it. Thank you. Jackie, thank you so much for doing this with me. I am really enjoying this. And thank also, you, Amy. Wima I love it. It's a pleasure. And also... Wima Tanya. And Wima Tanya to all of our listeners. Bye. We'll be back in about a week. Love you. Bye.